0: Football fans, we are back with another episode of the Fantasy Hour on Tap. And as always, myself, Premier Amp, is joined by my good friend, co-host, Pat Bodeway. We're ready for some Week 9 NFL action this week. Man, we are past the halfway point. No no return to now, man. You know, it sucks when we get to this point because I hate when football is like past that halfway point. Because I just, I don't know. Football is my favorite sport, man. I don't know what else to say. I, I miss it when it's gone, so I try to get the most out of it while it's here. Um, but man, to start off the show, let's get right into the fact that uh, Thursday night's game is a little on the sketchy side. They said, but it looks like it's still gonna still gonna go. So let's err on the side that this game's going. We'll dive into a little bit of what's going on with that one. But to start to show off as always. You can go over to Twitter, follow myself at Premier Amp. You can follow Pat at Pat Bodeway. You can go over to our main page at On Tap Sportsnet, as well as fantasy page at Fantasy
1: HR On Tap. Pat, how you doing this week, buddy? I've been better, man. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm in in one league. I'm in fantasy hell, man. I'm dead last. I've had such a bad string of luck, man. Oh, it sucks. It really sucks. You know,
0: it, it happens, man. And I I feel you because that's how it was. Like I always say weekly, that's how it is with my cousin's league. I got a win last week, so I'm a whopping two and six now. Um, I'm hoping it turns around, but you know what? Uh, I don't feel great. But the plus side in that league, the, the thing I'm most excited about is somebody just dropped Ryan Tannehill. Nice. Don't know why. Because he's been pretty consistent, so I'm all in. I'm dropping Derek Carr for him, so hopefully that claim goes through. Um, but that's my team, man. That's been on, you know, either injured reserve or COVID list, or I don't know. It's been a it's been a nightmare over there. So I feel you, man. The rest of my leagues are uh, going pretty good, so I can't complain. But yeah, you know, in the on
1: tap league, I'm six and two, and I'm feeling awesome. Oh, look at that! I am. Yeah. So,
0: by Sitting the pretty-
1: way, I am. so... So pissed. I, I don't know
0: if he'll hear this, but I'm going to tag him. I'm so mad that the one week that Ethan Wiles decides to actually look at his team. <laughs> he puts in a player that was on a bye week or he, he takes his bye week player out when he hasn't been paying attention. His team's been the same for like six weeks. And it this is the week. And I take a seven point loss to him last week because of that. I mean, it's my own doing. I put Nelson Aguilar in, and he scored a fat whopping zero for me. But... It'll happen. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I was originally going to have Mooney in when he was supposed to be the guy, and then Robinson came back from concussion. So I took him out. So I'm a little mad at myself for that, but I thought Aguilar had a better chance to at least score a couple points on zero. But, man, that was a tough one. So, Ethan, screw you for actually deciding to play (laughs) one week that makes me really mad but uh moving forward here pat let's just go over the quick news for thursday night's game there's a lot of injuries you wrote uh the article on garoppolo and kittle looks like both might be done for the year so the 49ers are gonna have to go on a different path at both quarterback and at tight end so it, what do you think they're going for? Do you think they're going to go with uh, Mullins this week? Is that kind of where they're leaning? Yeah, that's
1: that's where they're leaning towards, yeah. And well, uh, and Ross Dwelly at tight end.
0: Right. Ross Dwelly is going to be the option at tight end until uh, Jordan Reed comes off of IR, which should be relatively soon. It should be, yeah. Um, I picked up Ross Dwelly in our league because he killed it last year when he had to play a game or two when, uh, when Kittle was out that team just seems to always continue to work no matter what type of crap they're in. Cause they've got injuries at running back every week and wide receiver. And I know this week they're, out, they're going to be out all their wide receivers pretty much. Um, they don't have, it looks like Iuke's out, uh, Debo's out. They just got rid of, uh, <laughs> Pettis who went to New York and then, um, who was the one uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name all of a sudden? Um I can't think of it. I'll have to look it up in a minute. But yeah, they're gonna be without you know, a lot of a lot of players this week. Uh yeah, it says IUK, Debo both out. Richie Jane. Uh, yeah. So they're they're in a bad spot, but you know what they're not the only ones that um you know the Packers had a couple issues they got issues at running back for for tomorrow's game with Jamal Williams being gone then Aaron Jones is questionable as well as uh AJ Dillon is on the COVID list so they got this game's got plenty of issues but it is still being said to be scheduled to play tomorrow so that's good um but let's dive right into these 14 games we have on the slate I'm going to first start off by mentioning the four teams we have on the buys this week. Bengals, Browns, Rams, Eagles. So I repeat, Bengals, Browns, Rams, Eagles. Make sure, check your lineups. Don't leave those guys in. Because uh, if I would have looked, you know, I probably wouldn't have known I would have uh, had a better shot to make a different adjustment against Ethan. You know, guys won two games in our league, I think, or one. It's just tough. But um, <laughs> so diving right into it, Pat, we've got, like I said, Packers, 49ers. This game is an absolute mess, um, but you can't count out the Packers in this one. It looks like I don't know. Are they getting Lazard back this week or not?
1: I don't think so. Unless I looked, he was still still out. Uh, I know he's supposed
0: to be back soon. Uh, that's one reason why I think a lot of people said that they stayed clear of trading for Will
1: Fuller. It, it says that he took the flight to San Francisco. Interesting. Um, I mean, he went, he went uh, for a core muscle surgery on October 1st, which is a little over a month ago. But, I mean, your core you use in every single movement you do. So that's not something to take lightly. So I don't, I don't see them activating him until he's totally ready to go.
0: Yeah, and it's not like they desperately need him at this point. They're
1: doing right, fine. Yeah, they're just fine without right. him. So when it comes to this game, the
0: questions going into this one is who will be in the backfield for the Packers at this time with Jones questionable. It looks like it's still Jones. If not, um I know a lot of people are interested in what is it, Dexter Williams and uh Irvin. Uh I mean I'm I'm thinking they're gonna bring Jones back just for the fact of uh you know having them back on the side of the 49ers uh this is a punt for me i'm really not interested in any players they have until you see where uh Mullins goes with it i mean obviously uh is an interesting option because tight end is a big thing in their offense and whatever running back is ever back there you're good so just toss their running back out there but um, I like the Packers in this one, in uh, all fantasy relevancy too. Next game we have on the slate is Texans, Texans and Jaguars. Oof, oh boy. Um, yeah, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller are going to have a lot of fun against the Jaguars. Actually, also the defense will be an interesting one because of the fact that Minshew is out this week, so they are going to go with a different quarterback, and it will not be Mike Glennon in this one. So. When it comes to the Jags offense, I would continue to probably uh, throw in Robinson at running back because they're going to have to dump the ball off a bunch and probably try to run the ball um, to control this game, and that'll be their that'll be their move in this game. I don't know if I'm interested in their wide receivers. Uh, next game is the battle of the <laughs> NFC East again. Oh boy, Giants and Washington. I'm gonna tell you what. I've been a fan of Terry McLaurin for a while, but this is a big game for him. He was just announced as captain uh, with Landon Collins going out. It was a unanimous vote by his teammates for a second year player. That is a huge thing. Um, The Giants also, like I said previously, just got Dante Pettis, which probably won't matter at this point. He probably won't be active for that game. Uh, The Giants are an absolute mess. I really don't know what to say where they're going with running back at all, whether that's going to be Gallman, whether that's um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other one, uh, Dion Lewis. Him? No, uh, Lewis. Is, is Freeman going to be active for this game? That's I'm the not
1: sure. I, I, I last saw he was questionable. And then when you look at their
0: receivers, it's just all over the place with Daniel Jones. But I really like Washington uh, a lot in this one with McLaurin and, you know, Antonio Gibson. Uh, flipping over to the next game on the slate, we have the Ravens versus the Colts. Boy, oh boy, is this going to be another shutdown from the Indianapolis Colts going up against Lamar Jackson, who is absolutely struggling this year. Um, still very relevant in fantasy. He does put up a good amount of points. Just the problem is he's not consistent enough at this point, um, but, you know, the Colts are one of the best defenses in the league right now. And the only, the only issue they have is they're pretty much like the Patriots. Their running backs are just, you never know which one it is going to be that week. So, you know, a lot of people are still leaning on Taylor, but getting very weary of that. Uh, over on the Ravens side of the ball, I mean, it's Mark Andrews. If you're looking for anybody in this game, uh, that's going to be where their attack comes from. And the rushing game will come from Lamar. Uh, Next game is actually going to be an NFC North battle with the Detroit Lions heading to Minnesota to play the Vikings. Uh, Looks like the Lions will be without Kenny Galladay again. So they'll be looking all over the field. And the the one thing we didn't mention earlier when it comes to COVID is Matthew Stafford um, just went on the COVID list today. But they said that's just precautionary. He was in close contact. And the thing with him is, they said, if he's able to come off with a negative test in the morning on uh, Sunday, he can still play in the game. But just be wary of that one. If that's the case, the Vikings are going to be in a very good spot in this game. Um, Dalvin Cook absolutely destroyed anybody's hopes and dreams if you played against him last week, except for mine, because I had him and still lost in the league. <laughs> Not gonna talk about that. That's sad. Um, <laughs> It is sad. That's because Nelson Aguilar went for zero points. Um, and then, uh, you know, for them, they also, man, you know, their passing game's starting to come together with Thielen, and Jefferson's been lights out this year, I think. And I've said it for a few weeks now. I think he takes that job by the end of the year where he's really the number one. So in that game, like I said, just keep a watching, you know, a watchful eye on what happens with the Lions and their situation at quarterback this week. And for the Vikings, I like a lot of it. Cook's going to be a great option. And I think Jefferson over Thielen this week. Next game on the slate. Oh, oh boy. I don't really know if I want to talk about this one. We have the Bears versus the Titans. The Bears will be calling every hot dog vendor at every stadium this week to see if they're capable of playing on the offensive line. (laughs) Uh, They also have a couple people out with injuries and a couple guys that went on the COVID list. As for the Titans, we all know, and I will say it every week, uh, he's ready. made it through his tough game in playing the Steelers, but you're playing Derrick Henry because he's probably going to go off for like 100 plus yards and a couple touchdowns in this one. Um, On the side of the Bears, this is going to continue to be Nick Ball's offense with Mitch Trubisky going down with a shoulder injury.
1: In the one play that he played.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the uh, (laughs) conspiracy of that one, my friend um so in that right his backup would be probably tyler bray at this point um but yeah you're gonna still probably play alan robinson i'd feel very confident in that one um you know our buddy cole would uh tell you to continue to play aj brown because he's just been lighting it up i think it's a little more sketchy in this game you're still playing him because he has been lights out but just be be aware uh, this week with him going up against Kyle Fuller, it might be more of a, you know, John O. Smith, Corey Davis day. Uh, I would lean on the side of probably John U. Smith if I'm looking at a passing option for them. But that team just been good. So, you know, I, I don't think you could pass that one up. I actually uh, just
1: traded for Corey Davis, but I'll get to that a little later.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. And the
0: last game I will cover will be the Panthers versus the Chiefs. Looks like the Panthers will be in a good spot this week. It looks like Christian McCaffrey will most likely be back. Perfect time to come back against the Chiefs. Um, So in that right, just opens up their offense completely. It's a good day for Teddy Bridgewater. It's a great day for Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore as well. I think this game is going to be a lights out, potentially high scoring game with the Chiefs and the Panthers in this one. If you have Christian McCaffrey and he's cleared to play, don't worry about the injury. Stick him in that lineup and roll with it. I might be interested though to keep Mike Davis in a flex spot if I if I had him because yeah. you never know where they're going to go. Um he might st- it still might be like a 70-30, 60-40 split. They might not want to overwork McCaffrey the first game back. Um
1: so I would look at that.
0: So for the next 7 games, I'll kick it over to you, Pat.
1: I'm going to start uh with what I think is game of the week, uh, if it isn't already, but the Seahawks and the Bills, uh, this game is awesome. You are definitely starting Josh Allen and Russell Wilson, of course, um, and the receivers. You know, you got DK, you got Lockett, you got uh, mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs, but I really like Zach Moss in this game. Um, I just picked him up off of waivers in a, in a league, and uh, I'm definitely going to plug him in. Uh, and then, if you want to take a look at the Broncos and the Falcons, it's an intriguing matchup, um, especially because the Falcons' defense has just been so bad. So, you might be enticed to start Jerry Judy and Drew Locke in maybe deeper leagues, but I just I don't like it. I don't like anything about this matchup, and the Falcons are banged up. I mean, Ridley left with a foot injury. I mean, Julio's going to Julio. Matt Ryan's going to Matt Ryan. You know, you're going to take gambles wherever you're at. So I would tread cautiously through that one. Uh, and then you got another one of my favorite matchups in the Chargers and the Raiders, man. Justin Herbert, he is a football player, man. He is a the real deal. I like him a lot. And uh, I, I see him putting up big numbers against the Raiders this week. You mentioned earlier that you uh, – you did you drop Derek Carr or did you trade him away? What did you say about Derek Carr earlier, that you were dropping him or something? Uh, pick- I'm
0: dropping' them to get Tannehill.
1: Oh, that's right, yes, um uh, which I think is the right move, um, even though I don't hate Derek Carr in this matchup uh i I just see this being the chargers all over him this week um then you got the Dolphins and the Cardinals, which is really interesting because uh the Cardinals are coming off of <clears throat> they're coming off of a buy, and you gotta think all the rest fresh pair of legs under kyler murray he's gonna run all over them then on the flip side you got two attack of who didn't really need to do a damn thing in the dolphins surprise uh victory last week so it really is kind of one of those things where this could be one of the mobile quarterback shootouts of the year and uh I think it's pretty interesting. I mean, you're obviously going to start, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Devontae Parker is still, you know, I'd say a top 15 wide receiver, even though he's playing for the lowly Dolphins. And, uh, you know, tread carefully if you're in, you know, a tight league. But if you're in one of those deeper leagues, like 14 teams, pick Tua up and start him. Why not? Yeah. and then you have uh, what really they just need to give them the win right now and just save the embarrassment and the destruction of the Pittsburgh Steelers beating down on the Dallas Cowboys. The, this game's, I'm not to cut you off, but no. this
0: will be the game that the Cowboys win, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, right. This yeah, they'll, they'll the end one. the Steelers' unbeaten season, right? This will be the one.
0: I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I about this one. I know that'll be the Saturday show. I'm totally betting on the Cowboys to win that one because I'm sure the spread and the money line is just ridiculous. Oh, of
1: course. It's it's going to be huge. Um, now, I, I'm not betting on that because I don't see it happening. Steelers are way too damn good. Um, the Cowboys are just a mess, man. I mean, I mentioned earlier that I traded for Corey Davis. I traded Ezekiel Elliott to get Corey Davis. And the reason being is Ezekiel Elliott has been total crap. And the Cowboys' offense as a whole under Mike McCarthy have been total crap. The really only option they have is to run Zeke, considering they're on their third-string quarterback. I just don't see it going very well against the Steelers' defense. They're just too good. And they've got enough offensive weapons to just put up points, you know, like 28 points in the first half. And then you could pull Ben... And just let the defense ride it out. The Cowboys are going to have to throw, throw, throw. So Zeke's not even going to be involved in that. It's going to be a thrashing. It's a demolished job. It's just going to be sad to watch. And I'm probably going to turn it off. And then you got the Sunday night game, which is an awesome matchup between the Saints and the Buccaneers. You got Tom. You got Drew. The oldest guys in the league. They're going head to head. One of them is losing arm strength. One of them hasn't had a tomato in like 30 years. It's going to be a shit show, man. It's going to be an offensive showdown. It's going to be fun to watch. I can't wait. I believe Antonio Brown is making his debut this week. I don't think I would start him, Um, and I also want to take a look. I wrote it in the starts and sits. I think I would probably sit Chris Godwin in this matchup, even if he returns um, at, you know, quote unquote, full health. I don't trust him coming off of the time off. Uh, you don't know how he's going to be with the, you know, the injuries. You don't know how he's feeling hundred percent or not. You don't know how much of the, uh, of the reps or the receptions Antonio Brown is going to take away from him. Um, Cause you still got Mike Evans and you got uh, Gronkowski. So, you know, you really don't know where, where, Uh, Godwin's going to be sitting, so I'd probably be real, real cautious about that and check on his status, especially if you're in a tight spot with receivers. Um, You know, you're starting Drew Brees, you're starting Alvin Kamara. Uh, He was questionable going into this game, um, but you know he's going to play. The guy plays through everything. Uh, Then the Monday night game, this is actually a really interesting game, and I never thought I'd say that about a Patriots and Jets game, but... um, I think that this could actually be another loss for the Patriots. And I know that that's kind of saying a lot because the Jets are really bad. But the Patriots have not been good yet uh, for a while. And I know it sounds crazy. I know it does. But just imagine. Just imagine the Jets pulling off this upset. Could you imagine the look on Bill Belichick's face and the national spotlight of watching Tom Brady in the Bucks on Sunday night, and then the Patriots losing to the Jets on Monday night. I think it'd be funny. Now, am I really convinced it's going to happen? No, but, uh, and am I starting people on the Jets? No, but I'm also really not that trusting in the Patriots either. I mean, Cam Newton has been very inconsistent dealing with the, you know, COVID-19 fog or whatever it is. And I just, it's hard to trust anybody in, uh, In their running game, too. Very difficult to trust anybody in the Patriots' run game. I'm going to tell you what. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Jets win, my
0: friend, because you know what? I think the Patriots are going to start semi-tanking for a little bit-known man named Trevor Lawrence, my friend. How (laughs) great would that (laughs) be? They just go, you know what? We're going to just have one bad year, and we'll go get the best quarterback that we've seen since Andrew Luck. And, yeah, you know what? We're good to go. I'd be really pissed,
1: but I think that – He's going to win a bunch of championships again. It's more plausible than people might think because Trevor Lawrence tests positive for COVID-19. He's going to miss a game. He might miss a couple. Who knows what that's going to do to his draft stock? What if he falls low? I'm going to
0: tell you what it's going to do. It's going to do zero to his draft stock. We don't know. If, yes, this, I
1: can't if this COVID nineteen fog is real, like Cam Newton's been dealing with, what if Trevor Lawrence goes through that too? And when he does come back, he looks like crap. I mean, is it likely? No, but is it possible? Yeah. So I think that I anything it. can be considered. And once we see how he returns to Clemson, then we'll see. But it's not, you know, it's not too I wild to think that they could know. try.
0: Yeah, but how many more games do they really have? And the point is that I think don't no matter. Know. The, the thing is, you've already seen his talent for the last two and a half years. What's this last half of the third year really going to matter? Uh, the people know that's a good point. He could have sat this year out, still got COVID, and nobody would have said, bad at an eye, he's number one pick, guaranteed, no matter what happens.
1: I, I That's how I feel. If the Jets have the number one pick, though, he's going to stay at Clemson.
0: <laughs> I would, too. I would yeah. definitely stay at that point because that's, yeah, no, not doing that. Um, but... Yeah, we got a, a couple of interesting matchups, a couple uh, that, you know, are questionable, like that Monday night one. I'm not too, too interested in, in that last three o'clock slate game. I do think the Steelers walk all over them, but, you know, it'd be risky to get a little bit, you know, risky with it, I might bet the Cowboys, my friend. But as we're recording this, I just also want to mention that Pat's Starts and Sit article just went live, my friend. So make sure you go over to www.ontapsportsnet.com to check out who you need to start in all these matchups this week. At wide receiver, running back, quarterback, and I don't know if you dip into those defenses because they're always questionable, my friend. But speaking of your favorite plays, even though your article just went live and I could go look technically... Let's dive into some of the best options at those positions this week. Uh, I will start it off since you just closed out all those. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to go with, and I, yeah, I think I'm going Josh. I think my, one of my favorite plays this week is Josh Allen against the Seahawks. Same thing with Ross. This is just going to be a absolute showdown. I think it's a fun one to watch. Uh, Seahawks are struggling against quarterbacks as it is their defense hasn't been great so you keep blocking uh, you know Josh Allen and he's gone on a little downturn but I think that goes back up in this game Um, at wide receiver I actually really like uh, Robbie Anderson again this week going up against the Chiefs in another matchup that uh, should be a little bit higher scoring I would say I'll throw one more name out there that I like this week. That's Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. I hate Kirk Cousins, but it's a name I like. Um, I'm gonna stick, stay clear of anything to do with the Lions, whether that's quarterback or wide receiver this week. So I, I stay away from that in general. Um, you know, I know you mentioned it's a maybe an interesting play, but I'm also gonna stay away from a lot of the you know, players for the Broncos going against the Falcons. I know they give up a lot. I just don't trust them. I feel like that's a trap game. Yeah, I I could see that.
1: You know, I mean, you you could you would think that the Broncos, you know, but, as shaky as they've been, they should put up yards and points against this Falcons defense, they right? should be you know, in theory,
0: more, without a problem.
1: Yeah, but I just I feel like that's a trap game. I'm staying away from that. And at running back
0: this week, I know he's the number one option, everybody. I really do. But uh, Derek Henry is going to just absolutely eat the Bears' defense alive. Um, they have a great defense, but they've had issues against running backs. So I'm going to continue to say that he's going to go absolutely crazy this week. Um, I actually – I'm also going to mention one more name. I'm going to go with um, – I'm dry. Oh, my God. I just drew a blank on James Conner with the Steelers. I think they're going to focus more on the run game in this one since it's the Cowboys and they're just absolutely abysmal as well. Sticking with that game running backs, I'm staying clear of Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm also going to stay clear of any running back from Miami because we also still don't know who is going to play in that one because Gaskin's supposed to be out. Brea all of a sudden seemed like he was going to be the starter this week and then he missed practice today for some reason um so it might be jordan howard season everybody says since you know he's been inactive or something like that for the last couple games Uh, that's why i say stay away from that one uh now for tight ends this week um i'm actually gonna go with the guy that i did just pick up and that's dwelly i think ross dwelly has a very good chance this week to you know get in the end zone get a good you know 50 60 yards couple passes thrown his way from mullins um and then, I, like I said previously during my talk of the Ravens-Colts, I really like Mark Andrews in this one. I think he is a good play. Uh, tight ends I would stay clear of, same matchup, are the Colts. I don't know where they're going to go with tight end. It, it's, every week it's different. Everybody's all in on Trey Burton, and then Jack Doyle is the one that gets the touchdown last week. I I just don't know what they're doing. Um, so I stay clear of that, and I'm also going to stay clear of Evan Ingram because he has been— Absolute trash this year, my friend. Um, but kick it over to you. You give me some players you like and don't like.
1: Well, when I'm staring at the quarterbacks for this week, there's a there's a big stat that really jumps off the page at me. Let me read you this real quick. This is a tweet from NFL and CBS. And this is a list of quarterbacks in NFL history with 1500 passing yards and 15 or more passing touchdowns in their first six career games. Justin Herbert. That's it. That's the whole list. So, yeah, I'm going with Justin Herbert this week. I, this 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 Chargers offense is going to go all over this Raiders defense. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and the guy that you mentioned earlier and uh, and I, I wrote about uh, in the Starts and Sits article is, is Terry McLaurin. Um, I actually didn't know that he got promoted to captain. Um with yeah, uh, I just saw with that. Landon Collins going down, that's pretty cool. Good for him. I, I like McLaurin a lot. I think he's a really skilled receiver. Um, and actually, uh, you kind of took the words out of my mouth a little bit because I really like James Conner, too. I think he's a solid running back, especially going up against this Cowboys defense. It's just going to be a it's going to be a beatdown. We know it's going to be a beatdown. And once the Steelers get to that point, you know all they're going to do is run the ball, kill the clock, and get out of there without any, without anybody getting hurt. So. You know, give it to give it to James Conner all day. Um, The tight ends is is such a weird, weird position sometimes because you never know. You know, I mean, maybe Rostowley does great, but who knows? But you gotta think a guy, (laughs) maybe. You gotta think a guy like Janu Smith is gonna keep rolling. Uh, I mean, him and Tannehill have a nice relationship going on. The Bears, I mean. If the offense can't help him out, the Bears defense is going to be on the field for like eighty percent of the of the game anyway. So the Bears are just going to get tired, tired, tired. Boom, John Smith is going to burn you, or AJ Brown is going to burn you. One of them. Um, then if we're looking at some of the quarterbacks that I don't like, oh man, it really pains me to say it, but I really don't like Lamar Jackson. He's just been too much of a roller coaster, and it, it it's it's hard because. I personally think he's the biggest fantasy bust of 2020. It's arguable. Um, I
0: already said he would be, maybe.
1: Y- yeah. Well, and, and the 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 spot where his expectations were for this year was so gargantuan compared to what happened last year. I mean, pretty much whatever happened, there was going to be some kind of regression with LJ this year.
0: Right. Yeah, he was, you what, know. was he, the one or two quarterback last year in fantasy. Yeah.
1: And I, I don't know where he, he wasn't gonna repeat now. that. No way. No way in hell but was he gonna repeat that.
0: I said it before the season. I thought he would fall between that eight to ten range, and I think that's where mm-hmm. he's at. Yeah. And I mean, I don't get me wrong. He still puts up decent numbers as a fantasy quarterback, but in all reality of football, he's not been good this year. Yeah. He's
1: I agree. not.
0: He's not passing. And he's never been a great passer. But last year he was pretty decent, Oh, yeah, and it's gone back downhill again this year. So I don't know what it is. I, I, I think honestly, it's like I say every year with well, look you know, look
1: at what happened last year. Here's a good example. in the in the first, I don't know, I remember three or four or five weeks of the season, everybody thought that he was just going to be running, running, running. But if you remember those first, you know, four or five weeks of the season he was throwing the ball like crazy and he looked great he looked like the total complete package quarterback and then what happened he leveled off but his running kept him super fantasy relevant and they had a tremendous offense to go with it you know but his passing did level off at a certain point um And you know what's weird is, as much as I like the Seahawks and Bills matchup, I really don't like Devin Singletary in this game. I think that Zach Moss is overtaking that starting RB1. And it's just one of those ones where, unless I'm desperate for players, I think I'd probably bench Devin Singletary in this game. And that's fair. Yeah. Um... And then it I, I, I hate to stay in the Chargers and Raiders, but if I'm looking at wide receivers that I don't like, I'm I'm staying away from Hunter Renfro and Henry Ruggs this week. And Aguilar. Yeah, I, I mean the Raiders offense has been, you know, pretty inconsistent and it's just weird, um, you know, because there was a like a three week stretch. I think it was three weeks in the beginning of the year when Carr kept trying to hit Ruggs over the top at least once every single game. He kept trying to hit him with that deep on, missing him by a couple of yards. And, you know, they've connected on it now, but who knows if they're going to be able to get that going. And uh, and with tight ends, I mean, I, I, I'm staying away from any tight end in the Sunday night game between the saints and the Buccaneers. It's it's, you know, that the tight ends aren't going to be utilized the way that they are in other games. Um, especially when you've got all the other weapons like Kamara and, 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 you know, Godwin, if he's healthy, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. So I'm staying away from any of those tight ends in that Sunday night game. That's fair. Yeah. So, To close
0: out this episode, I just want to bring something up. This is a quick uh hot shot preview for Saturday's episode for Betting and DFS, my friend. Sure. Currently currently at this time at 926 PM Central Time, the Cowboys are a plus six (laughs) ten. That's it? That I mean that's pretty steep, my friend. If you're parlaying, you could win some good money. Um there's actually a couple games. I'm not gonna dive into it too much but a couple games on this slate man um if if you like to bet a little bit that are very questionable as to why they're that um you know that way and uh the one i want to say it just because it's something that i'm really interested in is where is it i had it now i lost it um oh it's the Colts as underdogs against the Ravens. Hmm. So it's one, I won't mention the numbers right now, but uh, they show a lot of low scoring games, a lot of 46s and 48s. Uh, they also have the Panthers as major underdogs at 10 and a half right now against the, the Chiefs. I uh, I don't know how I feel about that. But
1: uh, you got any final words for everybody tonight, my friend? I do, and it's because of what you just said about the the betting the lines and everything. I think we're getting into that part of the season where the teams are starting to get a little more settled down, and you might start seeing some more of these low-scoring defensive games. You know, offenses are getting um, a little bit more, yeah, figured out, predictable. But also not to mention the wear and tear is starting to Mm -hmm. take place. I mean, we're entering Week 9. This is that stretch where, you know, That that hit that that low hit to the knee or low grab to the ankle you took in week two or three is still bugging you in week eight or nine. And it slows you down just that extra half step and the cornerback or the safety makes a play, you know, and you're going to get a lot of moments like that. You can get some low low scoring games. So I think, you know, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say. And the
0: thing, too, this year that you got to look at, too, is I think with it having no preseason due to covid and now with the covid stuff. A lot of these teams are starting to rely on some. To be honest with you, I love football. They're going to start relying on a lot of people that some people won't know. Um, you know who the hell they are mm-hmm. at the start of the week, but you might yeah. know them at the end. Obviously, go look at the Eagles. They have you know uh, drawing a blank on his name. All of a sudden, the re, uh, the receiver. Uh, Both of them fulgum just pops off and now he's yeah, where on, he come from <laughs> you know he's been on several different teams so it, it's a great time for players that are really trying to make a name for themselves the bears are going to hope to have to find somebody on the offensive line this week you know uh 49ers are going to be looking at every receiver that they can and, and you They're know it's just that at time everybody
1: they can <laughs>
0: that that is true too but they still win games so i don't know where they come along with this coaching but, man that, yeah they it got is. a hell
1: of a damn coach over there Yeah.
0: So it's a big time where you've really got to dive into it. And, you know, um, it's a lot different than prior years. You're in week nine. So this is kind of almost like week five in a normal year where teams are starting to figure each other out a little bit later now, slowing down. They figured this all out, Um, you know, and then, like you said, the injuries are starting to amount for a lot of teams and the covid list. So I think that's a lot that goes into this play but I'll kick it back over to you.
1: I I think, and it's something that we don't really talk about a lot, but if you're in one of those leagues that still likes to do defenses, I think that this is that time where you can start really looking at the matchup, you know, and besides the obvious one of like the Steelers over the Cowboys, like whoever has the Steelers defense is not letting them go. So that's, that's out of the question. I'm talking about the ones where it's all like, huh, This guy dropped the Vikings defense last week and they're playing the Lions and the Lions don't have Galladay. They might not have Stafford. Should I pick up the Vikings defense in this week nine? Yeah, honestly, I probably would.
0: Yeah, same thing with Titans. The Bears are going to be without their offensive Mm -hmm. line. So if you already have the Titans, one thing that goes well with playing against the Bears is they don't score a lot. So your defense is going to start off, you know, on a better spot with that. You might even want to play the Jets in the pa- the Patriots' defenses against mm-hmm. each other because yeah. that's probably going to be a low-scoring game in and of itself. So th- that's the type of stuff. I would even look at the same. Same goes for Giants and Washington. Neither one scores a lot. You might want to look at both of those because yeah. you're not losing points then off of those. You're only you're only hoping to get you know your five to eight points out of them and maybe you'll get a little bit more. I do really like Washington's defense, by the way. They're just going to rack up, you know, sacks and stuff like that anyways. Mm-hmm. But
1: anyways. <laughs> well, same with the Titans. I mean, yeah. you know, we were talking about it earlier that the Bears offensive line is all mixed up now. But the Bears also are starting Nick Foles, who's not a mobile quarterback. Mitch Trubisky is not playing, obviously, because he was benched and he's hurt. So you have a quarterback behind a shaky offensive line who's not mobile, who's taking a lot of sacks. Yep. that. The Titans' defense is a great option this week. Not just for the for the, uh, for the the sacks and the points either, but, I mean, look at the interceptions. Nick, Nick Foles has thrown, what, seven interceptions in the five games that he's played? He's
0: thrown one in every game, I believe.
1: Yeah, it's been ugly. So, you know, looking at things like that with defenses, and, and like I said earlier, you know, we don't talk about defenses a lot because not, not every league uses them still. Um, but it's just something interesting to look at, so... I would take a flyer on one of those teams, especially. I mean, how many how many people play the Titans defense every single week? I mean, it's it's can't be that many. You no, know, unless no. people aren't paying that close attention to the Titans, or people just have a strong connection if they're a fan of the Titans. Maybe I, I don't know, but you know, whenever you see those teams get dropped, those defenses get dropped, it's worth looking at. That's that's for sure. It's time to stream the defenses. Really, it's that yeah, time it is. of year. Yeah. So, I'll ask one last time. You got anything else for these fine fans tonight, my friend? No, I think that's it, man. I mean, this weekend's got some good games. You know, a a lot of really interesting matchups. So, set your lineup and pray because there's a couple of those (laughs) trap games like we talked about earlier. And, you know, if you're somebody like me who had Zeke and you were not fortunate enough to trade him away and get something in return, good riddance. You know. Uh. <laughs> yep, I think you're
0: right. I think we got a lot of trap games this weekend. Steelers Cowboys is one of them. Yeah. Ha ha, joking. Um, but really, honestly, you you just never know. Maybe this is the the week that something happens. Uh, the last thing that I've got is I did see a little stat today, and I think this is just a humor thing to to make you laugh. Uh, in Dak Prescott's last quarter playing before he got hurt, the team scored 24 points alone. Since he's been injured. The whole team, as a whole, has scored 22. <laughs> That's pretty pathetic. <laughs> Isn't that bad?
1: That's so bad. sad.
0: So wow. I just thought I, I, I'd make you laugh on that one, man. How many, so, many games
1: has it been? Three. Yeah, I think three. Like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't even average 10 points a game.
1: Jeez. Um, I mean, we know how that is as,
0: as Bears fans. So Mike McCarthy, worry.
1: you never should have got that damn job. No,
0: Jason Garrett should have never been fired to replace
1: with that. I don't know about that. Jason Garrett should have been fired a couple of years ago, but they could have gone somewhere else other than Mike frickin' McCarthy.
0: Well, but that's what I'm saying, though, you know? I mean, you don't – you shouldn't have gone to that. You went from mad to – oh, God. But from all of us here at the Fantasy Hour on Tap – Make sure you go over to Twitter and follow all of us. You can follow Pat at Pat Bodeway. Follow myself at Premier Amp. Follow our main page at On as well as the fantasy page at Fantasy HR On Tap. Go over to the website that is www.ontapsportsnet.com. Check out all the articles. We have Cole's waiver wire article that dropped on Tuesday morning. Pat starts and sits just dropped now. Go check that out. Get yourself ready for that Thursday night game first and then get yourself ready for that Sunday and Monday night game. We will be back this weekend with our betting and DFS episode. As always, I'll throw out some picks again for tomorrow night's game uh, prior to kickoff. Um, But as always, Pat, be safe, be smart, be good and enjoy some football this weekend, my friend.